One of the things I love about video is that I can start whenever I want. <laughs> All right. What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the Institute of Men podcast, Wisdom Wednesday edition. I'm going to start over because my hand was in a weird spot. Take two. What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the man, excuse me, part take three. What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the Institute of Men podcast, formerly known as the Man I Want to Be podcast. This is Wisdom Wednesday, where the big idea is if you get wisdom, you get everything else. You're going to have better success at work. You'll be better with money. Your relationships will improve. That is for sure true. If you get wisdom, you get everything else. And if you think about it, if you were to say, well, the opposite of wise is foolish. And if I live foolishly, am I going to get what I want? No, not at all. You'll be selfish and you'll make a mess of your life and everyone else's life. So it's far better to get wisdom. What I do want to say though, and I probably need to give this caveat every single time, I don't mean that if you get wisdom, you're going to become the next cover of GQ magazine or the next YouTube star or whatever. That's not what I mean at all. Because when you start to live wisely, you start to learn that your heart has been deceitful, that your dreams may not have been in alignment with what is good, right, and true. And that's okay. That was the story for me. That's probably going to be the story for you. When you get wisdom, you actually start to make decisions about your future that matter, that bring joy, that bring everything that you're actually looking for deep down in your heart, deep down like in your soul, so that you don't fall for the deceitfulness of riches or the things of this world or whatever it might be. So if you get wisdom, you get everything else, and you're going to be protected from those things that you think will bring life that don't actually bring life. Part of the reason I'm giving that caveat is because today we're going to be talking about what does it take to get rich? What does it take to get wealthy? Or how do I make sure that I'm not wealthy for my entire life? That is today's proverb. We're in Proverbs 21, 17. My notes are down below. That's why I keep looking down here. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. Oh, whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. Dang, does that mean my life's going to suck for the rest of my life just so I can have wealth? No, not at all. But Let's continue. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man, and he who loves wine and oil will not be rich. And you might be like, Keaton, loves wine and oil? What is that? Well, in the in the past, those were luxury items reserved for those who appeared wealthy. You would have plenty of wine. You'd have plenty of oil so that you could do what – they were just luxury items they, is what they were considered. They're very, very expensive to – you know. In Israel, they'd have to press olives and, you know, it took a lot to make these things. So those are items that would be considered items of pleasure. And if you love items of pleasure, you will never be rich. Like, ah, man, that sucks. So does that mean my entire life is going to be poor? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's not what I'm saying at all. But let's kind of spell this out. First thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about the, the dichotomy of high income and high wealth. According to The Millionaire Next Door, I'll make sure I put a link in the description. The Millionaire Next Door was a study of millionaires in America done several years ago, I believe in the early 2000s, where they looked at people who had like the average millionaire in America. They looked at the average millionaire. They also looked at people with really high income. And what they found was people with really high incomes tend to have low wealth relative to their income. So I mean people with $250,000 a year in income with relatively low wealth. And you might think, wow, you have a high income. You should have high 
wealth. Your net worth should be really, really high, but this wasn't true. And the reason they found is because people with high income tend to spend all of their money on goods to make them look rich. So they would have a lot of income and they were actually really poor relative to what they made. So for example, if you make $250,000 a year, a lot of the people in that in there would have a net worth of $500,000. And you're like, well, that seems like it's a lot of money. It's not a lot of money at all. You think if you make $250,000 a year and your net worth is only 500, that means you can only live two years at that same standard. That's not a lot of money at all. Whereas people who made $60,000 to $100,000 or even less $40,000 who had become millionaires, they had a really high net worth relative to their income. And the way they got there is they didn't spend all their money on pleasure. It was this weird dichotomy. People with high incomes tend to want to show, look how wealthy I am. Look how wealthy I am. And they had they put some stats in there that I thought were really, really fascinating. The average millionaire in America spent less than $100 on a watch, while the average high-income, low-wealth person would spend over $1,000. Or was it $500? It was $500 or more on a watch to tell time. The other one was the average millionaire spent less than $500 on a suit. $500 on a suit. Less than $500 on a suit for a millionaire, while the average low or high income, low wealth person was spending over $2,000 on a suit. Same suit. And you're like, well, they probably look better. They might have, but they will never be rich because they're spending money on all these other things that don't actually lead to wealth. The only way to really be rich is to know that money and possessions will never bring you what you're looking for. Jesus called it the deceitfulness of riches. What do I mean by that? What did Jesus mean by that? And why do I mean that Like, if you fall for those things, you'll never actually be rich? Because people spend money on luxury goods, hoping that they're going to produce life and joy in the soul. And they never do. And so they spend more and more and more. They need a new, they need another watch, another suit, another strong shoe game. People with a hundred pairs of shoes trying to find, like, maybe if I look like this, I'm going to find what I'm looking for. And they end up blowing all of their money that can't be used for anything else because they're trying to find life or they're trying to find favor in this world or they're trying to make the most of their of what they have now. They're, they fall in love with what the world has to offer and they end up blowing all of their resources. This tends to happen statistically to high-income people. They also find with high-income people, not necessarily wealthy people, because you can have a lot of wealth with no in, with hardly any income takes discipline and diligence. We'll talk about in a second. But with high income people, there are other detriments that cost your soul that don't happen with people with lower income and higher wealth. High income people, statistically, higher rates of um, suicide ideation, higher rates of actual suicide, higher rates of drug, drug abuse, higher rates of alcohol abuse, all these kinds of things. You're more likely to be addicted to stimulants of all kinds, not just that coffee from Starbucks, of all kinds. If you have a really, really high income, why, I, why is it necessary? I don't really, I don't really understand why, but it takes, I do know that it takes strong character to build wealth and because wealth takes a lot of time. It's very hard to have a high income. Yes, no doubt. It takes a lot of work to have a high income. It takes a lot more work to become wealthy because it takes character traits like discipline, diligence, patience, long suffering, all of those things to actually get wealth. That's how you do it. You're not going to do it necessarily just through a high income. Now, if you have a high income and a lot of discipline and you can, you don't spend all your money on luxury goods, congratulations, 
you're like Dave Ramsey. I'm happy for you. But for the rest of us who have that, you know, we're in that medium range of income, especially in our 20s. When you're 20s, you don't make hardly anything, but you're in your early 30s and you're like, how am I ever going to be wealthy? Make good choices and you will be wealthy. Your income at whatever it is right now is going to be beneficial, even in uh, Joe Biden's America with Bidenomics or whatever they're calling it, where it's just terrible. We said, whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man and he who loves wine and oil will not be rich. What are the pleasures that people are currently spending money on? I Googled it and according to Yahoo News, um, is this, they might be reliable for this. The top pleasures that people are currently spending money on are clothing, travel, accessories, eating out, and then subscriptions. Subscriptions. Now, you might think clothing and accessories, those seem like the same thing. Well, that was categorically for women because I don't think you and I are spending nearly as much money on our gold earrings or necklaces or whatever. There are some guys who have an abundance of jewelry. That's fine. But that's one of, you're spending a lot of money there on your shoe game, on new clothes, on getting your pants tailored. I know you probably look good, but dude, you're 28 years old. You're going to have kids going to college one day. You're getting your pants tailored. That Like, come on. These things, these are like top pleasures. Eating out was a big one for me. I'll just tell you a quick story. I like to give these confessions because I don't want you to think I'm on my high horse. Up until I was probably 28, maybe 27 years old, I had a lot of budget item in my budget for Chipotle. I didn't want to learn how to cook. I didn't want to grocery shop. I didn't want to do any of that. I was kind of lazy. I just wanted to eat Chipotle or eat out. And I had a line item on my budget that would allow me to eat at Chipotle 15 times per month. Now, do the math, not at current prices. Do the math. That's about $11 per Chipotle, I believe. I think it was maybe 11, 10 or $11 that I was spending at Chipotle because I don't do guac. I'm not doing all that stuff. Let's say it was $10, 15 times a month. That's $150 every single month that I was spending at Chipotle over the course of years. Years. So I was spending at least $1,500 a year It plus an additional. So I was spending $1,800 a year at Chipotle just eating out. I've I've spent more money, and I'm not exaggerating, at Chipotle than I have on cars because I would drive these beater cars. More money eating out than on cars. There's a reason that I did not make any progress in towards building wealth up until I was 28. It was all going to Chipotle so they could have nice buildings and great stock prices. Or you and I, we've got all of these subscriptions. You've got Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO, one news source, two news source, three news source. That's not for me. I promise. You probably you're probably supporting some people on, uh, you know, like me on locals or YouTube or whatever. And not to mention whatever else. I, you can get a subscription for your dog to get a new toy. And we're blowing all of our money on these little things that we don't need. That we don't need, and it's robbing us of having rich richness, riches, riches, wealth. In the, we'll go with wealth in the future. Okay. There is also, there, here's the other thing. So we're spending money on pleasures, but there's this other thing. There's this myth. There is a myth and it's very, very common. I believed it for, up in, for a long time and have just had a conversation with somebody who believed it. There is a myth that says you're only going to ever have fun in your twenties. And then the rest of your life is nothing but work and grind. So you have to make sure you're partying and going out and living it up in your twenties. That's just not true. If you make your entire twenties about having fun, you will not have fun for the rest of your life because you're going to be broke. 
You will be behind at work. You will not get the promotions. You will have not paid off a lot of your student debt. You will not have learned to develop some skills and spent the time learning that you, so that you can move forward in life. And you're not going to have fun. You're going to be poor. Here's what happens when people turn 30. They start having kids. They get married and things change. And you have to support a family now. And you're like, well, see, I'm never going to have fun again. That's not true. You know when people, the happiest decade of people's life, according to the internet, is your 60s. Your 60s. You know what the second happiest decade of your life is? Your 50s. The best years of your life are in front of you. And if you spend those, we, I'm sure you know somebody and I know somebody who's in their 50s and 60s and their life is miserable because they went to the bar every single night in their small town you know, maybe with their big town, small town, they blew it in their twenties and then it continued into their thirties. No, 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 no. Your twenties are for building, learning, working really hard, gaining skills. They are the foundation of the rest of your life. If you do your twenties wrong, the rest of your life is going to be really, really tough. And you're like, maybe you're 31, 32, 35. And you're like, well, it's too late for me. I'm already 35. No, not too late. You get, you have, you got to just start now. Yeah. You don't get the benefit of having that first decade, but you just got to start now making some different choices so that your future can be better. Living with wisdom is living with the future in mind. That's what living with wisdom really comes down to. It's prudence, making good decisions, knowing what, how is what I do today going to affect tomorrow, not just living for today. So if you spend your 20s living for pleasure with the sole goal of of having fun, going out, blowing all your money, you're going to have a hard time. And the other, the other part of this is when you're in your 20s, you don't make that much money. I know you're like, you probably think you're 26 years old and you deserve more than 40 grand a year. Bro, unless you're an engineer or a doctor or something, you don't have the skills for an employer to take the risk to pay you. You know what happens? And I was actually just talking to my wife about this this morning. And she's like, are you just making an assumption? I said, yes, I am making an assumption, but I've seen it play out in my own life and in other people's lives. So this is an assumption. I cannot back it up statistically, but in your twenties, you ain't going to be paid much because it's a higher risk for whoever you work for to pay you because you might be like peacing out. And maybe if, if you don't have your life together, you're calling out sick because you got the bottle flu. You know what I mean? You drink too much whiskey the night before you got the bottle flu. You ain't actually sick. But something happens when you turn and you hit your thirties and your income just spikes up. The reason I'm saying all that, if you're in your twenties and you only make 40 grand a year, which is more than I made in my twenties. I made 28 grand a year. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. You're like, you made 28 grand a year. Yes. My wife almost dumped me up about it when we were dating. And now I make significantly more money than, than 28 grand a year, but God had to teach me some lessons. I think <laughs> for real, I was really terrible with money. Um, if, if, if you only make 40 grand a year, and you are blowing it. You every dollar is really, really precious when you only make forty grand a year. You don't have a lot of margin, and so that little bit of margin invested or placed somewhere that it's going to grow matters a lot. Fifty dollars matters more to you when you're in your twenties and make forty grand a year than it will to me who making you know whatever I make, which is none of your business. Okay. It takes the long game to get money. So start in your 20s. The other thing that this is in Deuteronomy, uh, it's in six. It's also in verse, it's in chapter eight, Deuteronomy six. It says that God gives the ability to get precious wealth. What does that mean? Does that mean that if I um, follow God, I'm going to have a high income and I'm going to be able to buy luxury things? No, not at all. Because we've already established the thing that it takes to get wealth is character. 
takes long suffering. It takes discipline. It takes diligence. It takes making good decisions. It takes wisdom. And God gives all of those things to people. Wisdom is actually a gift of the Holy Spirit, according to Isaiah chapter 11. And God talks about wisdom being there at the foundation of the earth. And then Jesus said, I have the spirit of wisdom. It's actually very divine that you have wisdom at all and it takes wisdom to get wealth. And you'll be like, well, Elon Musk. Well, yes, you are not Elon Musk. We are talking, we can't use outliers as a formula for our life. And you're probably not going to invent Tesla, PayPal, SpaceX, and then buy Twitter. It, turn it into X or whatever it is now. It's probably not you. You and I are probably going to work our normal jobs and we're going to have our families and we're going to do what we can to build wealth. And so we have to use God's wisdom, which is all about character. The other thing you're going to learn if you follow God is that you're not going to become a lover of pleasure. Loving pleasure will kill your character. It'll make you, it'll kill your diligence. It's going to make you sleepy, slothful, and it will make you lazy in the surest way to never have riches in your life. Beyond blowing your money on on pleasures, the easiest way to make sure you never get anywhere in life is to be lazy, slothful, sleeping in, not working very hard. That's the surest way to make sure you never get anywhere in life. <laughs> I promise. But so if you love pleasure, you're never going to be rich. But what does that mean? If you cut out some of the unnecessary things in your life, you know what they are. I know what mine are. If we cut them out and we use that money differently and we start to formulate our character, not to be lovers of pleasure, but lovers of good, lovers of diligence, lovers of hard work, people who grind, grind at an appropriate pace, you know, um, and we put stuff away and we, we think and we live with the future in mind, we're going to have precious wealth and we won't be like those guys who pretend they're rich and have hardly anything to their name. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Institute of Men podcast. If you liked this, please share it with a friend. Give us Hit the subscribe button on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Consider joining us on Locals. If you didn't like this podcast at all and you think I'm full of crap, well, just move on. Pretend you never saw it because I don't need any negative comments or any of that in on my YouTube channel or Spotify. Thank you. Until next time, this is the Institute of Men podcast.